You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. You're listening to episode 274 of PHP Ugly. I'm your host, Eric Van Johnson, and with me tonight is John Congdon. I see that you cable tied your, your uh, cables back there. Looks very nice. Good job. And Tom Rideout. He didn't want to see your cat. He wanted to see Eric's cat. So for the audio listeners, let me catch you up. I We have a cat. I think the cat is actually a year old, or, or we've had the cat for a year now. It felt like it was around this time last year that we got the cat. Um, nope, not even, because it was after March. I know that for a fact. Anyways, this cat has moved with us now. I mean, I mean, we had him at the old house. We had him at the temporary shelter under the bridge, and we have him at the new house. And he's always been a, one of the more affectionate cats that we've ever owned. We 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 have a few cats, and you know we treat them well. And the, we we've done something new with our cats when with trying to keep them as indoor cats. Uh, we've been doing that for the last couple of years. We had a real bad problem, real bad run of cats coming up missing and coyotes. Yeah, and you've been stuff. you've been so, feeding the coyotes a little too much. Yeah, so we we made an asserted effort to keep. The cat's indoor. Well, this new cat that we have, whose name happens to be Bug, um, has got to be the most affectionate cat I've ever owned from childhood to, to now. And he seems to have taken a liking to me, which I have no idea why. But I, like I said, I'm not an anti-cat person. We're very, but I'm, I'm not we're this, very like, warm people. Cat, cat person. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that might be part of it. So he's a very affectionate cat, and. He likes to sleep on my chest when I'm trying to work. That's like his thing. I don't know why he does that. But so you may you may see him jump up here because he he managed to make it into the studio here before I shut the door. So now he's trapped in here with me. If he if he comes back over to my desk, I'll uh, I'm sure you guys will see him. But that's I don't know why I went all on that tangent. But <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> I felt like it was important for everybody to understand well, that we, he, he he requires a lot of my attention. We've got a lot of people already listening on YouTube, and if you're there, you should join us in Discord over at discord.phpugly.com. So, and, and there's that. already lots of people in there too. About that, we have we have a restream bot that that puts all, all of our chats into Discord and then into the stream. Uh, I will be removing the the video chats. Why is that? Because hates, you should you should be our listeners. Because you should be in our Discord. So you're, so you're well, it doesn't are you change thre- are you the threatening chat people? system. The, don't, it doesn't don't, change don't the penalize chat people that just, don't want to hang just out. Just in it, it no, it gives us more room. It gives us more room to provide the content that is our beautiful faces. But you're you're getting rid you of really the want to Discord rethink chat? that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm videoing that idea. I like the, the chat there. Oh, uh, if only you had ever edited or managed a single episode. You don't edit anything. All right. I'm, I don't. Well, we'll, that's we'll why I do the I, I'm looking forward something for people to look forward to. Tom is going to redo our OBS layout. So be excited. See, let's see what's going to happen. Uh, I mean, Tom is going to be speaking. Always be excited. 
<laughs> is that how that works? Are you sure? Not sure. I'm pretty sure. Uh, pretty sure. Yeah. But how did, how did we go from changing OBS layouts to Tom speaking? Can I? Uh, we we, uh, we have you're to... not very good at speaking in general. I just you're you're struggling. Hey, to, hey. To, to, <laughs> hey. I mean, I'm not looking for you to go on a rant or anything. I'm just saying. I have a I have a small rant. A small tiny. Do you want to go on? Do you want to go on your rant now? Or I no. I don't. I don't want to go on it now. I want to start with right. Eric. How was your week? Uh all right. I um, I got tasked with upgrading laravel for a client and um it was interesting uh i'm actually still in the process i just started it yesterday okay starting about version uh seven to eight so not not a huge jump why not and, uh, why not go straight to nine if it's already out just out of curiosity because because uh they there there's a lot of packages they're not ready for nine and uh, I think they still want the flexibility of deciding whether or not they're going to run on PHP 8 or 7, 7 4. We did have that conversation. Okay, so I, gotcha. would, I was asked to politely t- to only upgrade to 8 for now. So I was explicitly avoiding this conversation. You still can. <clears throat> still no, I can't. No, I can't. Sure, you can. No, I can't. Well, Eric was still talking. <clears throat> there was. Say, in, typ- in typical Tom fashion, he asked me a question. I start to respond, then he hijacks the, the conversation. Mute here. No, <laughs> you're gonna you're you're gonna be very interested in this. I saw a post on Reddit that said upgrading from eight to nine in five minutes, and I I opened that post for the purely for the purpose of roasting whoever made the video. Like you you just can't. It's not you can't do it. It's not possible. Sure, take a fresh project and just change it. Nope. No, there are, there are dependencies that need to be upgraded, et cetera, et cetera. And I watched the video not 20 minutes ago, and the video said, hey, uh, so this project can't be updated because the dependencies aren't upgraded. What do you do? Well, Laravel Shift looks at your dependencies and creates a pull request on your dependencies to make it compatible with Laravel 9 and gives you <clears throat> an output that tells you how to use the pull request until it's officially accepted by the library that you're using. So that's like interesting. yeah, no, that's beyond interesting. That's like <clears throat> that's every yeah, problem I, I've ever had. Don't want to give you too much time to talk there. Go ahead. It's it it solves the problem. Look, not it depends on your definition of the problem. Like if your business rules state that you need to stay on a, <clears throat> on a specific, not branch, but point release, because I'm assuming that they're now having you use a specific branch of that package, right? How do you, right. how do you get back? How do you get back to using a standard, the standard package if you don't manually go and do that? afterwards so it it appears that laravel shift wants to solve this problem um and i i messaged the uh creator of this this video this five minute upgrade video uh something something mccree i had it right here you know jmac no that he's what not of he said of the video jmac is oh shift the creator of Shift. Uh, yes. J Mac created the video too. I 
believe so. Uh, wow, you really should do more research on this if you're going to talk about it on the show. Yeah, J-Mac. <laughs> what is going on? So J-Mac, J-Mac created this video, and I messaged J-Mac saying, like, can you explain more how you are updating common packages and recommending... Why am I in the big picture? I'm not talking. Why am I in the big picture? <laughs> so you messaged J-Mac. So I messaged J-Mac. I'm, I'm waiting for a response. I want to know how J-Mac identifies common libraries that need the update to 9 and and how he's running... Laravel shift on these libraries that aren't requesting it, but need a pull request for it. Uh, but like, no, I, I started the whole, I started today ready to fully roast Laravel shift for saying you can do it in five minutes and then watch the video. And like, they explicitly cover, Oh yeah, this library needs to be updated. Here's what you paste into your composer JSON for now. I, so, so it's, it will help you to get to nine immediately, but in two weeks, a month, when those packages have updated, you're not going to get those updates now because you are locked to a specific pull request, right? Right. And I think the assumption is that if you're like, if you want to push nine right now, then you'll be checking for updates next week as well. I wonder, um, do you, does the video specifically say that they're doing the pull request and waiting for tests to pass before? updating your pull request or updating your code base with that specific pull request. It, it appears to be really similar to uh, GitHub's Dependabot stuff where they create a pull request and whether or not the test pass, the pull request <clears> exists <throat> because the dependencies have been updated. So you're, if you're accepting the shift, you're, you might be at risk. Well, if you're accepting Laravel nine, you might be at risk, but that's a different story that we talked about last week. All right, Eric, tell me more about your, your upgrading seven to eight. Let's get, back Oh, are to we that. back on me? I, I'm oh, trying to, okay. I'm That's trying to get great. back to you here. Yeah. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Shift does factor into this. Actually. I, I, I got, uh, I got some segues also, but uh, let's see if I can actually get through a couple sentences here. Uh, yeah. So I, I was asked to upgrade from seven to eight and um, this, uh, this, client doesn't use the public github repo they have uh they have private repos that they use so they i i've done this enough times where i actually feel fairly comfortable doing it without shift um but they had already purchased a shift and it was uh it was to use the i haven't used shift in a while i don't i don't know if this is common or not but i guess you can run shift through docker now oh yeah so i did that I don't see the benefit of that. I, they they did it because they couldn't get access to the repo. So I understand why I had to do it to them. And I actually fucked it up. I feel bad because uh, it went a little sideways on me. So I had to, I, I did, I reset the um, composer JSON and I realized, oh yeah, you can only run that Docker command one time. And it, it's not like, it's not like the public shift where it creates a pull request for you in your repo. It just does it there on your machine. Yeah. And then you have to push it up. That's can't, happened to me a couple so, times. You can't reset the branch yeah. and then you have to the create a command. No, no, you have to create nope. a shift branch. So right. the, the shift, when you're running it in Docker, the shift occurs in the branch that you're in 
and creates a series of commits based off of the actions that were taken. Right, so but can't you reset that and start over? No, because the the no, you can't. You pass you pass it a you pass it what I'm assuming is a one use token that clearly checks before it allows you to run again. And, and I didn't, you know, I, I just thought, okay, you know, he has, you know, he has this Docker implementation that as long as you're, as long as you're in the same repo, you know, it would be fine. But yeah, it wasn't like that. So be aware of that. Like if, if you ever run that Docker command, you know, that's a one-time thing. And, you and, you, and you're paying commit. per shift. Mm. Yes. I, I think, I think it's, I, I don't, I don't know. I didn't pay for it. I was just, I was just given the, the, uh, documentation that says, Hey, I, you know, I have, here's the token. Here's the documentation. You have to run these Docker commands. So, so I, I didn't pay for it. There's, there's the shift desktop now, which is like a GUI platform that has a bunch of free shifts and a bunch of paid shifts. And from, from what I understand, from what I understand, those shifts are licensed completely differently. Like the way that it handles whether or not you sh- you're allowed to do something on the shift desktop is totally different than if you're allowed to do something on the shift Docker container. Um, I ran the shift Docker container twice on the wrong branch that I was in. And if I was good at Git, I sure could have made sense of it, but I'm not, I'm not great at Git. Yeah, so that's that's kind of the other issue. I, I guess what I could have done is is push it up and gone through the commits. But when you use when you use uh, man, man, we're giving we're giving shift a lot of freaking marketing here. All seven of oh, our listeners, but are, it deserves it there. deserves it. Also, it's not seven; it's enough to fill a jumbo jet. Apparently, okay, that was almost three sentences. You ready? Okay, so. Uh, so the nice thing about the online version is that um, you know it makes the commit and it makes this really nice um, commit log for you uh, that that's easy to click through. This one it creates um it creates a shift markdown and but but like the links I don't know maybe I should have committed it and it would have been fine but like the links to to kind of jump to the different commits don't work and. I don't know. It was kind of it was kind of hokey, but again, I, I'm comfortable enough. I haven't needed to use Shift in a while, and I'm comfortable enough doing it without Shift. Where I've kind of hit—I don't want to say a roadblock, but my God, one of the nightmare scenarios to, for me right now is NPM requirements. I all the like I can't get it, the NPM to build anymore. I freaking hate. This is why Livewire is so good because NPM and the freaking requirements and the requirements of the dependencies of this, it's worse than composer packages. And I cannot, I cannot push my way through all of the issues I'm having with all these JavaScript libraries. It's driving me nuts. I, I must have spent, I've spent, I, I, I can honestly say I've spent more time trying to resolve JavaScript dependencies than I have with the original migration. I, it, it's such a nightmare. So that, that has been my day for like the last two days. The last day, the last day has been a, a pretty much a, a, a solid day of JavaScript dependencies and I'm still not done. Um, but yeah, I had screwed up the, I had screwed up the shift. Fortunately, I had only done the, I had only done the, um, 
composer package, uh, the composer file, the composer JSON, and I and I blown away the composer lock file. Um, but I had I had also committed, so I was able to pull back down the one that Shift had had sent me. That seems scary, blowing away the, the lock file. Yeah, no, we don't do that. Why is that scary? I'm I'm upgrading, so I don't care about all the previous versions of, of shit. I want the newest version. I, why would why would blowing That's, away the lock file be scary? I it de- I, I, I guess it depends because I'm used to very specifically upgrading a single package at a time, not doing an upgrade on everything. Yeah, so this is a framework upgrade with all the dependencies. I wanted everything to upgrade, so I didn't see any issues. Isn't with that. that a problem? Why, 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 well, what, what's a problem? So you have packages that aren't tied specifically to the to the library, though, right? Yeah, in, in my so, environment, we have front end as one repo and back end as one repo, and one of the biggest problems okay, we've se- had is separate repos. They are separate repos. One of the biggest problems we've had is. We try to upgrade uh, the Laravel version on our API system, and it says your blade templates are incompatible. And we're like, "What? Well, we don't have blade templates. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist." Like, I- I've never heard that, but okay. We we want a very delegated. H- how's this prove? How's this proving your point? Uh, I don't remember what my point was. <laughs> <laughs> How, why 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 blowing away the lock file was that a good idea when you're doing an upgrade? Oh, because we have we have emails. Really? You have emails? How do you get those? So how do I how do I log out? How do I log out of Kevin, that's a good question. Why why does Laravel not have an artisan command to upgrade? Why is it why do you have that's to go, a very through, good sh- question. go okay. through shift? Ask JMac. Cake PHP does. Well, don't ask JMac. JMac's making a living off of it. He he doesn't want an artisan upgrade command. Of of course. I mean, WordPress for crying out loud upgrades for for you. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, if you go and and I have to say, I have to admit, so like I said, I haven't used Shift in a while, and it's not because I don't. I have an issue with Shift. I actually care a lot about JMac. I I I I I like the guy a lot. Um, oh, but let me find that Laravel early, earlier in the earlier versions of Laravel took a lot more effort to upgrade, mm-hmm. and that's where JMac stepped in. <laughs> yeah, for whatever reason, Taylor didn't want to create or didn't have time or saw the necessity of creating upgrade scripts, so he was just kind of documenting the steps. JMac saw that necessity and he capitalized on it, and that's kind of what where we're at now. Um, but to be completely fair, the upgrading since Laravel 7 has not been nearly as scary as, as it was in the past. So 7, 8, <laughs> I assume. Yeah, no, ever ever since simple. LTS, upgrading has been fine. But it is interesting what Tom said, and I wasn't aware of this. Well, that hold on, this is first. Let me focus on you. That if, if what you said was correct, that uh, shift now opens up pull requests to dependencies to get them compatible with that version of Laravel. That, that is, that is very interesting to, it, it would be, it would be kind of cool to see that as a separate script away from That's, Jeff. So that if I'm a, if I'm an individual who's doing an upgrade to, to have some command I could run 
ideally not pay for it because I'm not getting anything necessarily out of it, but have a com- command I can run that would do that for me. I, w- I would, I would install that in my projects and run that. Um, so I'll, yeah, I'll go further than that. Cool. I'm, I'm not going to say it's like interesting. I'm going to say it's striking. Well, like to, to, to search the seen- libraries that you're using and then perform a shift on them so that your shift goes smoother. That's well, does it actually perform a shift on their their library? I have to say, hey, I I'm haven't assuming it's gotten, just a composer I, change. I, no, but I haven't. No, it's not. It's not just a composer change. But I haven't gotten a response back really? from. I haven't gotten a response back from JMac because I it was only I mean, what, it was only be fifteen minutes before we went live. But it's that a, I it's a message it's a JMac public, and I said I was going to try and like burn you publicly. Yeah, it's, but yeah, I can't. it's a public. If it's a public repo, that's what just, I'm saying. It wouldn't be that hard for them to run a shift against right, against and the that's repo. what appears well, to be yeah. happening. But it wouldn't be so hard for you to for us to go see those pull requests open. It's it's got to be so, just the composer files, right? They're not according, no, according no. to Joe. According to Joe Ferguson no. in our Discord, he says it forks the repo, updates it, and opens a PR, so the customer gets a smoother experience. Also, so, so all the libraries, the shift- are, so all the libraries are getting a free shift. I'm paying for a shift for my. For my well, it's code. not a shift shift, right? Because they're just packages, no, so it's not it's, upgrading the whole framework. Absolutely, they're going to hey, get a free shift. That's fine. I don't care if they if get a, a free shift because I'm paying for the shift on my commercial product, and I, the the open source products that are below it get a a free shift. I don't care. I mean, dude, the JMax making a an okay amount of money off of this. And he's, he's gonna make an money, he, but. and he's gonna make an okayer amount of money off the fact that it actually works out of the box. Pretty it, hefty. Sure, and he can, he can he can base his future pricing on the fact. Okay, so that we're this we're, we're talking a lot about something we don't really know. No, but what I do on, know, what I do know, an interesting concept is what, what I'm trying to get. to. What I do know is that the shift desktop has a large list of free shifts. And available shifts, where like a free shift is converting switches to matches, and the the paid shifts are converting all of your associated libraries to nine point compatible. And how do we keep getting back on this, Eric? You were talking about shifting from seven. It's cool. I know, but how do we get, we keep cutting Eric off? I want to want to go back to his weekend. It's, it's no, like, no, hey. that was that was pr- that was pretty much it. Uh, like I said, the JavaScript so libraries is, is uh, where where I kind of I've kind of hit a hit a little bit of wall. And you know, it, it may be more me because I'm not a big JavaScript person, but I can tell you, I feel like uh, oh, NPM like, is a uh, nightmare. I agree. Boy. Yeah, it really. Wow, man, it is such a nightmare, and the dependencies. There's just so many dependencies, and, and it's not clear. Like when you run it, and maybe this is true with Composer too. I just I don't remember. I can't. It doesn't register in my head that I've run into this issue a lot. But in npm, you you run into an issue with a dependency of a dependency, and it's not clear. Hey, you're not including this package. This package includes this package. And that's what's blocking you. Mm. It's like, oh man, well, what, you know, where's this coming from? Buttery just called me out in Discord again. Discord.phpergly.com. If you're not already joining us there, as soon as Tom pointed out that it was an open source package that a pull request is being opened against, I felt like shit. 
I agree. They should get a free shift. <laughs> that was that was my bad. I wasn't thinking that all the way through. <laughs> but but thanks for calling me out on that. <laughs> so since since we are talking uh, since we are talking so much about shift, there, um, well, I don't know how much they do with shift, but uh, Jess Archer, um, who's this Australian uh, developer, she's she she was actually. She she's all. I mean, if if you're in the Laravel community, you, you've probably seen Jess and some of the work she she's done. But she's done a lot of stuff with JMac. I don't know if she officially works with JMac or not. But let me ask you, John, do you still are you still on Bash? Or are you using ZSH? On my desktop, I am using ZSH, but I am not using using ZSH. Like it's there, right? Right. But you, you never do. You you are you're you're always like the vanilla guy. Yeah, I use yeah. them, but just like the vanilla them. I use yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And ZSH is the default shell in Mac now, I believe. So Tom, I assume you use ZSH? You're muted. You're muted I've used Tom. ZSH for a while. And in mm-hmm. VS Code, ZSH is the default for Mac. I've noticed some right. issues using that, so but I'll let you go on. Go go ahead. Well, it's 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 not so, no, it's no, not just no, ZSH. I think he's talking to me. I think he's talking to me. Yeah, I think he's Eric, talking to me. Go ahead. So real fast, Jess. So I was talking about Je- Jess Archer. It's now posted to Discord. Has released a ZSH package for Laravel that looks very promising. I haven't installed it yet, but I'm going to install it. Go what, ahead. Tom. What do, no, before he does, what is this package supposed to do? What is? It's an artisan package, so it ha- it uh, gives you auto completion to all your make commands uh, at the command line. So you do artisan make and you can tab and it'll show you all your auto, all your possible auto completes. What I'm very curious about is if it's just the make commands, like just the known make commands, or if it'll do like any artisan command, which would be pretty cool, but it looks like it's just the make commands right now. Well, if you're going based off the video in that, um, in that readme, Yes. I'm assuming it, from that, I would assume it's any of the artisan commands. That's just yeah. happens to be the one they share in in the little snippet there. Well, I will tell you in about thirty seconds because I'm going to install this bad boy. I, I've run into like minor issues with using ZSH, and I don't know if it's just how I'm using it. And I, it is. Go on. And I don't know <laughs> if it's. I I don't. I can't remember ex- exact examples, but there are certain commands that I used to be able to just run, and now I have to prefix it with sh space and then run it yeah that's shouldn't or be bash i mean so if if, if it, you, it's if probably you just write a, if you, if you write a script that's dependent on bash you should be including that in the script itself but in general i don't i don't know if i've maybe maybe i have in the past that i'm just not thinking about but yeah, yeah it, I, 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 next I, time i if i see it again i'll try and mark it down and ask you about it's, it it's rough i i knew a dude who who ran Emacs as his shell, and like he wrote all Emacs his commands. Emacs as a shell, yeah. So my my ZSH, I have them uh, bindings to it. I love it so much. <laughs> you should do that. No, now like, the one thing, the one th- one issue please, I have had share. recently. What are you talking to me? Yeah, yes. I was, please, I was saying, please sh- in the future, please share your them bindings within ZSH, and I might use that. It, it's just it's just a package you install, a plugin you install with ZSH. Well, so I use all my ZSH, which yeah, I use which is what I use. Okay, so you you just add. I think matter of fact, I have it open right now. Let me see. Vim mode. You add Vim mode to your plugins, and you can do things like to so what plugins? Uh, how do I do that? I don't know how to do that. 
you edit your zsh uh dot zsh file zshrc file yeah. yeah and you'll have a section there called plugins if you haven't touched this you, there's uh, a few plugins I, you want i have not touched it i have i have Git oh my god compose and that's it you want you want uh fzf you want fzf tab you want git you want git you want github you want warp drive i, I think it's just called it's just wd war crime you wd you want z all right so warp drive Sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it in Discord. All my plugins. Let me add this one. I'm actually here right now, so I'm gonna add this one right now. Artisan, art. Jess, I'm doing this live. Artisan. I'm see if I like this thing or not. Okay, here. I'm gonna. Sh- I'm gonna share all my plugins. I'm gonna share all the plugins I have, which might be a little on the heavy side. So, I'll put right, it in Discord. So, if I paste this in my my zshrc file, then what do I have to do? That's it. You just have to start another uh, shell, and it, it, it'll pull the pl- pull the plugins in. Boom! That, those are the ones you want right there. That sounds you, scary. You get those? No, no, no. <laughs> so, so warp drive and people say w, Linux the is w, too WD, complicated. The WD and the Z are going to change your life. So, warp drive just allows you to create bookmarks. So, like if you go to a directory a lot, you you just you warp drive at it. And then, so like all my projects that I have, I do a warp drive on because they're they're in slash repo slash blah blah blah. They're actually on another drive, so it's slash media slash Gotham slash. So there's a long uh, change of directories. But whenever I go to my projects, I warp drive it, and then no matter where I'm at, in, in on the command line, I can just warp drive project name, and boom, I'm there. Warp drive, and then what Z does? Z is kind of like warp drive. But Z kind of tries to do it on an intelligence level. So it's it says, if I do like Z, like I just did it today, I did Z Laravel. It'll try to figure out the last directory I went to that had the name Laravel in it and then send me there. It, it tries to figure out what, what I'm talking about. Hmm. But those those two, I, I use them all the time now. Like those are my most used commands are WD and Z. But what what are um, some of these other ones in here? Like you have sudo as a plugin. What what does the sudo plugin do? So the sudo plugin will uh, if I run a command and I meant to run it as sudo, if or or actually if I'm typing a command and I say, oh, I want to run this as sudo, I just hit escape twice and it prefixes the command with sudo for me. So if I, I, have to, the, I have to know what these plugins are in order to use them effectively. Well, yeah, <laughs> generally that's a good idea. <laughs> well, like you have you have a history you have a history plugin. I use history all the time. I know what it does. History is great because when like how often do you do history pipe grep? I do this it all history time. plugin. Literally, literally never. This this, his, this never. What's wrong with you? This history plugin allows you to type HSI space, and that's running history pipe grep. So you type HSI a command or whatever you're looking for. And it does a history slash grep for you. Oh, man. Why haven't you told me about this stuff before? Because you never listen to me, my friend. I, 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 I love you I, like a brother, but I you just you don't listen, listen to me when listen. I tell you this stuff. You make me feel bad about it. I listen to you all the time. Artisan command not found. Oh, Jess, uh, what's going, what did I do wrong? I, I got a lot of plugins yeah. not found, just so you know. When I Well, you guys, you guys know it's easy to understand. We'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, HookRelay.dev. HookRelay.dev allows you to create powerful webhooks without having to create all the groundwork yourself. Sure, the basics of sending webhooks are easy, but to add more powerful features takes time and effort. That's where HookRelay.dev saves the day. Have you ever tried sending data to third parties that have strict API limits? 
Do you handle those failures caused by those limits properly using traditional back-off algorithms? Stop worrying about third parties with flaky servers and let hookrelay.dev continue trying to reach them for you. Resending failed webhooks or just resending for testing is as simple as clicking a button. You can also be the recipient of webhooks. That's right, hookrelay.dev handles both inbound and outbound webhooks. Hookrelay.dev can catch the request and then send them to your servers. And best of all, reporting. Writing code to track success failures, create reports, and more is already done with hookrelay.dev. Try hookrelay.dev's free tier today. Get three endpoints, 14-day retention, and 100 deliveries per day. Thank you, Hookrelay, for sponsoring today's episode. Thanks, Hook Relay. Thank you, Hook Relay. All right. Yeah, so doing it live actually did not work for me. I know, John, you tell me all the time. Yeah. Don't do it live. I, I do Just, say that a lot. I tried. For those that are listening now online for the next week, next week on this show live, we are going to draw a winner for a, a Raspberry Pi Zero W kit. What? All, all the details are available at phpa.me slash slash pi2 pi2 phpa.me slash pi2 uh enter it's just a little thing we're doing with osmh uh open sourcing mental health uh go there you have a chance to win this thing we're probably gonna do it for the next few months uh we're doing this in coordination with uh an article series we're doing in the magazine how to hack your home with a raspberry pi with sponsorship from the magazine. I, you have to say what not, magazine. Were, were you not just listening to me, Eric? I just said it. Uh, the magazine, PHP Architect Magazine, phparch.com. I, I already call that open, OSMH, Open Sourcing Mental Health. You're not listening to me, are you? That's okay. Yeah, no, I'm listening to you. I'm happy. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, thank you. Job. I'm happy. Thank you, OSMH, for, for sponsoring that and, and helping us along with that. Uh, I have them here. They're in a box next to me. They will be shipped out. So again, one more week. Get your entries in. So, so you said that's the f- that's the first of of a couple. Are we, we're going to keep running the the giveaway. We are going to we are going to keep running it. But what is this? Get in now. Am I just? I'm just not in. I, you know, after the interview, we're benefiting. We're benefiting, Tom. In case you didn't know, I I, I wasn't aware of this. I woke up one morning this week. And I started seeing all these notifications of all this uh, new subs to PHP Ugly's YouTube channel. I'm like, what well, the I hell saw is that. going on? I saw that. It was really interesting to me because I got zero subscribers to my Twitter. Okay. What does your Twitter have to do with that? more about you than anything else. I'm not sure what to tell you there, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, but Kevin, yeah, for sharing that. John added... Uh, John added the PHP Ugly YouTube channel as one of the ways you can enter for this free giveaway with PHP Arch and OSMH. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. It's working. I mean, there are, there are a couple of kinks. Of course, people are pointing out some things that are some issues with the plugin we're using. It's going to happen. But for the most part, it's working great. We've got a few hundred submissions so far. I'm excited about it. So, John, I know we haven't uh, talked about your week yet, and, and you're more than welcome to talk about it. I, I'm excited to hear about how your week went, but I really want to touch on, and I've already let the people in Discord know this, about your just crazy skills of jumping into code bases and hacking stuff together. Yeah. Well, so for the most part, my 
I'll talk about my week in general, and then we'll talk about that. I've been in a very down state in general, just feeling like nothing's emotionally just, you know, I get into that, that place where nothing's going my way. Yeah. You know, you've got two kids. That makes sense. Well, between that and then work where you have your open pull requests, they get reverted or just feeling like just not good enough. Just having that, that feeling. And I've, I've, been feeling that way imposter syndrome imposter syndrome is a big part of it just the i just want to throw in the towel i'm just done type of feelings just just down just a general down feeling and it's it's normal people have it don't worry after tomorrow i might I might be all over anyway so <laughs> <laughs> why what's tomorrow what's that's tomorrow? next, let him, that's let next him, week let him go let him go that's, oh is it next let week go. that's next that, yeah that's next week oh okay uh, yeah right. that's next week uh but in on what Eric was talking about was on PHP Architect, we are now selling a monthly subscription to the print version of the magazine. Uh, forever, it's been an annual subscription thing if you want to print. Again, this is a new code base to us. We we dabbled in it here and there, but trying to add a product to purchase is no joke. I was in multiple code bases, and I don't fully have a local development environment set up, so it's like... I'll just do this live. So I'm on the production server and now you can purchase a, a monthly subscription to our print magazine. That's I mean, it was please, a request. Somebody you, wanted that. That's you, so. very strange. You guys, I don't, I you guys don't are giving me a hard problems. time about blowing away a dot log file. Let's not let it <laughs> slip by that. He just did coding on our production servers of one of our money makers right now. So, oh, and, and I, yeah. and I, I broke it for a little bit. Don't get me wrong. Like, <laughs> it was definitely like, oh, this isn't going to work right now. Uh, I, I also, I won't, I won't blow the uh, secret that it's not a money maker. That's fine. It, so the the system is so old, and it's been passed around a few people. So I'm not blaming anybody in, in particular, but no, but that's the, why we the have products, Eric. The, Eric the is product explicitly yeah. exists to take blame. The the people who have seen this code base know. To add a product, you don't add a product to the database. You create an XML file. I kid you not. It's done through an XML file. I don't know why. Wait, what is it? And on top of it, I I I can't tell you anymore. No, no, we got to roll back for a second. Is this Magento? No, it's not Magento. What is this? It's, It's homegrown. It's 20 years old or whatever. Yeah, 15, 20 years old. It's just. It's a nightmare code base. I, I to to add a single product, it took me hours to do because it was not just adding the XML file, but going into the multitude of files that were looking at this and making decisions on what to do and how to oh, this is a print, so you need to make sure they get a print subscription. And it took me a long time and I still screwed it up. Luckily the person that wanted this bought it and then took the time to say, Oh, by the way, the email I got said I had a a twelve month subscription. I was like, oh, okay, now I gotta go fix that. <laughs> I mean, this reminds me of Magento. I when I was a junior junior developer, someone asked me to add a T-shirt to their website, and they, and I was like, yeah, that's like, why why would that be a problem? And they're like, here's the website. It's uh. Every product is an XML object, and you have to figure out where the XML objects are. And it's there are well, so now, many. Now I'm, I'm curious. I, 
nothing in here says Magento. So I don't know if they just took uh, took um, aspiration. Is that the right word? Inspiration from Magento, but we it's used definitely to be, not a Magento. As site. PHP developers, we used to be very, very bad at uh, extensible design. And and for some reason, we wanted to avoid MySQL. Like, we wanted to avoid databases. So, like, products were defined as XML objects. And uh, it, it, it it's, for some reason, it still exists as, like, a terrible way of managing things. Uh, I, I also, have plans. I, I, I now know so much more about the system that I would like to change it. But, again, we, it's not like we add products every week. So... That's probably why it's never changed. The The few times that products need to be added, it's like, why spend the time refactoring it when I can just make a, a handful of changes and it's done? With that said, I know where to go make changes now, and I may just do that. We'll see. Yeah, it was a little bit of a learning curve. Well, <laughs> a, little, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, our, our Discord channel brings up an interesting, an interesting point, which is why not just refactor the whole thing to JSON templates? Well... Yeah, we've had, trust me, there's a lot we want to do. It's it, a matter it, of time, money, yeah. and effort. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a lot There's a lot we want to do. How do you of evaluate that difference? Again, if you're not adding products every other week, then it's pointless to refactor that specific piece of code when there's so much other work to be done. You know, I'd rather focus on trying to reach other companies to buy the magazine, people, work on other clients that are paying us to work on it to have income into the business so that the overall business doesn't fold. I mean, that there's definitely <laughs> there's a lot to think about there. Well, if, yeah, there's if there's I if that. I had my if I had it my way, yeah, I could spend <laughs> days and days and days okay. just on PHP Architect stuff. I would don't want to interrupt that. you, John. I, I know how frustrating that could be, but this is why Ramsey's evil. He's in our Discord saying he wants XML to make a comeback. This is why that man is but but he's not he's not necessarily wrong. I mean, XML has a lot of good things to it. Shut your mouth. It's no, it just, shut your it mouth. just sucks. It's a pain There's, in the ass to work nope, with, but there's nothing, nothing some benefit to it. to it. I disagree 100%. You can't, you can't say that there's I, nothing good with it. I absolutely can. Nope. Nope. I, I, I dealt with SOAP transport protocols in 2005. And then somebody invented JSON, and I was like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. Why would you ever use anything but JSON? And then for some reason, I'm still submitting uh, funding applications via SOAP to a single endpoint. Like The whole idea behind SOAP was that you could, you could modify it and then can move it to the next step. Like You, you could take a SOAP packet, modify it a little bit for your own purposes and then move it to the next soap endpoint and, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But no one actually does that. I, I, I was going to say, I've never seen that in practice. No, no soap one was, no one does. Soap was, just, soap was just RPC over X or XML over RPC. Wasn't it? Right. Except that text over RPC already existed and worked fine. XML just gave you a, if you had the, the, I even forget what they were. The the WSDL files that you could validate the structure of a document. That's, yeah, that's okay. one nice thing where JSON, cool. you we, don't have we, necessarily have that, right? We added validation on top of validation. 
I'm sure it'll yeah. work out. I'm not saying it, it's great, but there are there are. It's not a hundred percent evil. So chill. It's, no, it's not a percent evil. It's just useless. It's like cobalt. <laughs> like I'm glad yeah. you use this ancient technology. Why are we using it? Just because. All right. So for the record, Jess. Uh, their directions to install may be perfectly reasonable. I forgot that I had moved my custom plugin folder to a different location. So my copy and paste uh, was not what I should have been doing. So it is installed, but uh, not necessarily working yet, but we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Kaylin, nobody misses soap. I don't think. That was a great TV show. I love that TV show. Look, I'm invisible. Was was good. You're dating yourself so bad. The people listening to us are like what? probably average 25, 30. Is that dating me? Oh, man. They're like, what does he mean? I, I'm old. I had an issue this week. Billy Crystal was on that show. That's the first place. I think I saw Billy Crystal there before I saw him on Saturday Night Live. I had an issue this week. Okay. Do share. I was testing private methods of a trait. You know, it's a private method. Private methods of a trait. So this this trait provi- this trait provided filtering for a model in Laravel, and all of the methods for filtering were private. And I I decided I needed to test this trait. But you're and not I, supposed to you're not supposed to unit test private methods per se. You're supposed to unit test everything. No, you're supposed to unit test your public API. No, you're, you're, your public API. Your public API is a feature test. No, you're you're you don't, you don't unit, unit test your private methods on your classes. I unit test everything. Not your private class. How do you private? How do you test your private classes? Well, through, turns, through the other public out, through the other public methods on. Well, it class. turns out PHP unit allows you to mock a trait as a class. Yeah, I've done that, but for public methods, not for private methods. Well, you're also... Well, no, when, you, when you're mocking it, you're extending it. You're also allowed to change the accessibility of a method. So you say, I want this private method to be publicly available. And then you test the trait. You, you test the method of the trait. It's... In Laravel, this actually happens quite a bit, where you want to you want to have query filters that are private, but you want to make sure the query filter like functions correctly. And and so I, I implemented this little bit of code that said make it a like fake an object out of this trait and then make it public and then test it. And then one day later, Spady introduced the uh, oh god. Spady introduced the invading private properties and methods in PHP article. Which tells you how to do this, I'm assuming. So this introduced a new method that was just called invade, where it was a private property, but you were allowed to test it. You were allowed to run it as a public property. I just want to adjust a couple people in in Discord. Uh, Kalen is asking, testing a public API. I didn't mean a public API endpoint. I meant the public methods of a class. So when you're testing, you normally test your public methods. And just by testing all of those, those are the only things that can use the private method. So 
in general, that tests all of your private methods at the same time. Um, and uh, I get, it, 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 I the, get the whole idea. point is you're supposed idea, to be able to read code coverage is not going to let me finish. The whole point is you're no. supposed to be able to then you're supposed to be able to refactor your class as long as you're satisfying the public entry points to that class and you're getting the proper output. You're supposed to be able to refactor your class at will, which includes your private methods. As long as you're testing the output of your public methods, nothing sh- theoretically should break. Granted, there could be logic that you're not testing testing within those private methods, but that's a whole nother issue that you need to be worrying about if you're not knowingly going through those but conditionals it, in private methods. I mean, isn't that isn't that the difference between unit and functional testing, or unit and future no, testing? no function, no functional testing is is testing your your classes in cohesion. But if I write you're testing, it, you're I, testing a you're testing a specific unit within a class. That class is going to call private methods within itself. You're not doing a functional test on the method. You're testing a unit within that method, the public unit, the the publicly accessible unit within that method that uses other private methods within it. And I I understand I okay. understand the I understand the idea, but I have a trait. So, all of your tests go through multiple functions. So if you're saying I'm I'm specifically testing a, a singular function, then you're never doing a unit test or very rarely doing a very specific unit test. If you're within a class, the chances of it calling a private method are high. And if you're then going to call it a functional test, well, then you're crazy. The whole point is you're testing the your input and output of that class. Now, you should know how your class works. So if your private methods has conditionals that you may, may or not be testing, that's an issue. So what if, what if, my, what if my private methods are basic, basic mathematics, making sure that my SQL is still capable of executing mm-hmm. 1 plus 1 equals 2? Then you need to know your edge cases and do it. Mm. From the from the you publicly, need to know your edge publicly cases? accessible functions. You, oh, hold That's on. the whole fucking point of whole, testing is knowing your no, edge cases. No, no, what are no, you no. talking about? You need to know your edge cases is the biggest cop out in the fucking world. You can't know your what edge the cases. Fuck are you They're edge about? cases. No, that's the whole point of testing. You know your edge case. You need to think about your edge cases. Right. So I have a private method that adds one plus one. How do I know my edge cases are going to catch that if one plus one doesn't equal two? Because you have input and output, you expect specific output. You can't access private methods from outside your class. I do. Spe- so you pass. Do, you know no. the inputs that go into that class, and you test the outputs. I do expect specific outputs, but those are my feature tests. My unit tests have to make sure no, that one plus one still equals two. No, that's not the case. Your te- your your unit tests are testing a unit within a class. You're not testing the private methods. You're testing the public methods of your class. So you're saying my class structure is wrong. No, I'm not saying that because I don't know your class structure. I'm saying that your unit test should be testing a unit within your class. And it's only testing your public methods. Your private methods get tested through extension. I mean, they're going to be called... But otherwise they're pointless tra- or otherwise otherwise they're pointless to have but it's a trait it's not a class on its own it's a trait okay if they're private then create a simple class that uses that trait and then test it i don't know what to tell you so, how, but do, that's, how no, does but any that's, other class uses that but trait? that is but that is what php unit is doing when you mock a trait and test a private method as if it were public 
Is is that not the same thing? Say it again. I wasn't listening to you. So PHP unit in my in my example, PHP unit allows me to mock an object with the trait. So it's it's mock as trait. Yeah, mock, I've done that. Mock trait as object, mm-hmm. and then testing that the one plus one values. I'm not. I'm not so opposed to that on a trait. I'm. You seem class very general, opposed. Wait, you were talking about private methods in general. I wasn't talking about your privates. <sighs> you should be talking about my privates. That's the only thing we should be talking about right now. Okay. Let's all talk about. Let's take a moment and talk about John's privates. I have a question for John because I want to move on, and this seems like a good transition period for me. <laughs> I am disappointed that. John, you 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 gave you gave my Kinesis keyboard another crack, and how long did you last on it this time? Uh, about twelve hours. Oh, it was just twelve hours. Man, it felt like it was. Hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. It might have been now. Might have been a tiny bit longer, but not much. What? What? So, if if you're not watching, obviously, if you're listening to audio stream, Kinesis keyboard is an ergonomically correct concave keyboard with a lot of separation between the keys. I like it because I have big, big hands and it requires less travel of, of my fingers. But if you're a listener to the show, you know it took me probably two weeks to get productive on it again. And still today, I, I was explaining at the beginning of the show how the cat likes to lay on me and I typically need to hold him with one hand. Don't even think about trying to type with one one hand on this keyboard. It's horrible. It's an absolutely horrible thing to do. But I I, I, I tried. I just because you're a pretty hand. good typist, just in general, right? And and I think, but I'm a I'm a good typist for me in the sense that I'm off a full key on my home row on my right hand. The way I type, I'm yeah, off you a, can't do that. I'm off a full key. Yeah, I, all, that, that was of, one of the things I had to do. I had to learn to type correctly. Like I, I was the same way. I was off a key, uh, just like you. With in and I was a heavy Vim user, which makes it even weirder that that worked for me. Yeah, you but used to I, be a I heavy definitely Vim had user. to lose. The, I had I definitely had to use. I, I had to learn more proper keyboard etiquette with this keyboard for sure because it's definitely but, optimized for that. But but there's still the the case that. Keys are just like the equals keys, the dash key, the greater than the, the, the special keys that you use for just OOP programming. Like they're just out of place. And really what, what it came down to was not only my speed of typing here and now, because I knew if I kept at it, it probably would have gotten better. But having a new laptop that I'm going to be using extensively over the next few months Wait a minute. Have we discussed a new laptop? I don't think anybody's even heard about a new laptop. No, what are you talking about, a new laptop? talked about it at length last week. Yeah, a, a, a pretty new Lemur Pro laptop. The fact that it has a standard keyboard, like trying to, t- to convince my hands to use that the Kinesis just seemed pointless when I'm going to be going back Listen, and forth. And I, 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 just, I, I, I got done. I was done with it. I still can't figure I it think out. You, I, I think you need to give it a little bit more time. I still can't figure out parentheses versus brackets versus squigglies. I What do you mean? I have three keys on my keyboard that I hit the wrong key every single time. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to close an array, and it's like a squiggly bracket, and then I don't know 
how to fix so, that. So the squiggly bracket and the array bracket on the Kinesis keyboard, which in in my case are are right down here. These are these are two of the two of the keys I have the hardest time hitting and remembering to hit. That to to drop my fingers down not now, one row but two rows. Are you still hit them? Are you still using Copilot? I yeah, I'm actually using Copilot more and more. So Copilot loves to add like extra closing. It's the the clo- closing brackets. Yeah, it's gotten better at that, but but you still run into it time and time. That, Dude, that's just I, being a coder, though. You've just got to remember to to look. I for was that. writing. I was writing tests for a a new filtering algorithm, and Copilot wrote ninety nine percent. Where's my oh my gosh, yep. it's Copilot again. I get annoyed that I Dude, that I open a I open a damn it. array. I use it all the time, but I hate the fact that I open an array and I go to do something and it forces something into my array and I'm like, so no, I don't escape, want that. Hit, hit escape twice. That's stupid. I'm so done. Co- Copilot has. Oh, we're back to the stupid comment. <laughs> Copilot, John, John you're, you're right. I would say those keys are probably the least ergonomical keys, but everything else. I mean, again, if you look at the concave in my hands, really, looks, like all it the looks keys like a guitar. are. are, are I, I barely have I barely have to travel for like no, everything I, is, I, is right here. I agree. When I when it, I'm it's typing so nice when it, I'm typing it's the whole well, it's great. That makes the difference. Yeah, when I'm typing well, it's great. When I'm not, it's frustrating you would, as hell. You would kill it once you got once you got used to this thing. You would absolutely kill it. I don't know. I don't know, man. Having having two dogs and two kids, I I that 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 shit. Sometimes you just want to hit F five and you end up punching a hole through your wall. I, I, Eric, I, Eric, I, th- I think you forget how terrible working at home with, with children is. That may be true. I don't know. I have a, I have a nice little setup here where my kids don't mess with me. Oh, yeah, no. Had- and the minute, the minute that we stop streaming, you're like, I gotta go by. That's completely different. That has nothing to do with my work day. My, my, my dog's shitting on the gone. floor. I got to get him off. No. That was no. two weeks we ago. Talk, we talked about soap earlier. We talked about the TV show Soap, the one that's really relevant. Something I forgot about that. I mentioned Billy Crystal, and I remember seeing Billy Crystal. Sure. So Soap, for those who don't know, the TV show was like in the 80s. I forgot Billy Crystal was one of the first... He himself is not, but his character was one of the first openly gay characters on television. That's true. His character on soap was gay, openly gay, and it was like no. It was. I remember that as a kid. Now, now that I'm thinking about thinking back, I'm like, God, I remember Billy Crystal was on there. Oh shoot, he played a gay character. That's right. I All, forgot about. Yeah, that. Also, Ramsey was it really the '70s? Are you sure about no, that? No, that was the '80s. That old? But it was a it was a spinoff. Of Laverne and Shirley because soap was yes it was because Benson was the maid what so that can't be right no absolutely Laverne and Shirley had Benson Benson had a Benson show and when the Benson show went under it turned into soap where Benson was the the housekeeper I'm calling. I don't know. I want to call bullshit on you, Tom. I don't think it was. Yeah, call it all you want. <laughs> you know, I, I, I feel like I feel like you might be right with the Benson angle. Like maybe that is correct, but I don't. I, not, I'm pretty I'm sure. Not just right. 
I'm always right. I'm not sure if you. Yeah, I actually, I actually linked sure to, the, to the Mac, Wikipedia. But, uh, Laverne. So the word Laverne does not show up on the soap Wikipedia page at all. Well, I'm guessing you spelled it wrong. <laughs> they were they were all they were all spinoffs of uh, Happy Days. <laughs> Happy Days. Benson. So let, so, me, let me look at Benson. Happy Days. So the, Happy the, wealthy, days. the wealthy Tate family employs a butler cook named Benson. Benson clearly despises Chester. Uh, oh, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Uh, Jessica's cousin, Governor Gene, on the spinoff series Benson, wherein his last name. Wait, let me back up a little bit. Uh, Benson became such a popular character. So, but the, the, the show, show only had Benson one season. Was the 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 TV show Benson was a spinoff of Soap, not the other way around. But they were all spinoffs of Laverne and Shirley. Hey, <laughs> what are you talking about? You're you're out of your mind right now. You're out of your mind. Saturday Night Live was a was a spinoff of Laverne and Shirley. This podcast is a spinoff from. Laverne I'm so happy Ramsey's here. He's setting you all straight. I mean, technically. I'm squeaky. Laverne I love I loved Mark and Mindy as Happy a kid. Days. That you, you're right. Was Mark and Mindy a spinoff of Happy it Days? It was. Too? I didn't. Don't remember that. It was. That's awesome. Rob Williams. Oh, man. hey, wow. guys, look Rob look over there. I gotta go. This is the second time he's walked away from us. Yeah, Robin Williams would have been a huge fan of our show. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm sure he would have been. Holy smokes. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I think I think soap has to be like the oldest TV show. How do we get on TV. soaps? Beca- beca- well, soaps is different than soap. Soaps is. <laughs> I know. I, I remember I got, soap. I, I do remember that. soap. Yeah, my 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 best friend, his mom used to watch soaps, and I thought, oh, I love that show. I'll watch them too, and it was something completely different. And. Oh, I love Days of Our Lives. Don't get me wrong. I never watched any of them. What? But I do know the the people who watched them watched them religiously. Like, uh, hers was Days of Our Lives and General Hospital. Was that one? General Hospital? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those were the two that she watched. (laughs) It all goes back to XML. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It all goes back to XML. Yeah. It's all about XML. MASH. Oh, I loved MASH. Yeah. Yeah. Good show, too. Buttery. Oh, all right. Well, I feel like Go, we're at a it, good point to wrap things up. Yeah, I want to thank our patrons. So. I start my flight lessons next week, a week from tomorrow. I'm talking about getting a GoPro and doing the Patreon thing. Um, put your Patreon screen up. Uh, oh, so, so to, to answer your question from earlier, it's totally your call. So John messaged me if the GoPro 360 was worth getting. Or like I said, Diego Dev has a bunch of GoPros already. So I did I did manage to dig up the GoPro that we one of the GoPros we have. This is the newer one, I believe. This is um I mean n- newer newer to what we have. This is like the black black seven. I'm sure there are newer ones now. I think this is the newest one Diego Dev has. But you know, I love the three sixties, man. And if you're going to be doing the the paragliding thing, I, I can't see how you cannot use a three sixty. I mean that just like that just seems like the way to go. Like you just mount that thing and you go. I I I would advise you to get the three sixty. All right, there may be a three sixty in Diego Dev's future, PHP Ugly's future, 
going Did on the Patreon channel. Did you put the Patreon page yet, Tom? No, not yet. He forgot. I didn't forget. There we go. I didn't forget. Thanks. Thank you to our Patreon sup- supporters. Oh, and, and, and uh, Jackson is not a new Patreon. I just forgot. I had a run out right before the show. I barely made it back in time, and I forgot to change the graphic. So uh, for one more week, uh, Jackson W. is uh, recognized as a new Patreon supporter. Thank buttery, you, uh, buttery is probably going to be mounted right on top of my head. Oh, really? So. Is that where they put it? Because you, you, you're you going to do the tandem thing, right? Isn't there going to be a guy behind you? A person well, behind you, I assume. Uh, for, <laughs> for, for, the, for the first few flights, there will be somebody behind me, but... Eventually, I want to fly on my own. That's the whole point of doing flight lessons. <laughs> then definitely get the 360. If you're going to do something like that, if you're going to have it like up here, yeah. and you're going to be, you definitely want the 360, 100%. Uh, it, it's 100%. Just, it, that's going to mean a lot of editing to to get it Oh, there, no, right? no, no, no. World Star does the editing. We we just... We, yeah, the, 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 the thing about the 360 is you don't have to worry about missing a shot. You just right. like boom and go, you know? Mm-hmm. So what is World Star? What are you talking about? Uh, you know, when, no, when, I don't know. You can't you say yell, yeah, you know, and I don't know what you're talking about. When you yell World Star before you do something dumb and then die, have no clue what you're talking Actually, about. Actually, typically World Star is videos of people fighting. Um, what are you talking which about? Is a, is a weird thing that I I, I, I enjoy watching street fights. Uh, I don't know. Why am I like am this. I a crazy I person like for like not yes. not wanting? Oh, was there more to that? Yes. <laughs> let me refer- i'm like a fight club fan by the way just I, does me not does me not ever wanting to do this type of thing make me weird what type of thing what type of thing about? are you talking about uh jumping off a cliff with a parachute no, no. i don't think that makes you weird at all this is just a okay, different okay, okay rush uh uh next question uh, going going hiking by any measure, like what what someone would call hiking. I mean, when you say going hiking by any measure, do you mean like just walking okay, in general? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you should probably get out and walk every now and then. That's not okay, a bad okay. So whether you call it hiking or not, so so that's I, borderline. I have th- if if you if you have the ability to walk, you should definitely walk every now and then. Doesn't have to be long distances, but just in general. So, just what if what walk. if I wake up and forget that I can walk? I'm not sure where you, I really was hoping to wrap the show up. This seems to be going <laughs> down a really weird <laughs> rabbit hole here. I'm not, Man. I'm not sure what you mean. You forget to walk. Listen, I have an appointment with a doctor next Monday to get another injection in my knee, just so I can continue to walk. Walking to me has become such a painful experience, and I'm not even joking. It's such a painful thing for me right now. And my knee is like the size of a basketball. So walk. If you have the ability to walk, walk and enjoy it and embrace it and get out. And if if you don't, then you do whatever you need to do to, to get that energy and that, that don't just veg out. I mean, vegging out is cool for a little bit, but don't make that like I mean, your lifestyle. But that's don't what, let that's what vegging out be your lifestyle. I'll tell you, man. Have you played seafood? Have you played seafood? I play nothing. I, I, I play no games, and it's 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 not a slam against games. I know you guys are big on games. I just i I don't know how you guys find the time. I, I have no time know. to play games. Fine. I, I fi- find a few minutes here and there, and that's about it. I don't understand the fully immersive like you spend hours and hours like wandering around a world. I, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I can get in for you know 
10, 20, 30 minutes. Well, to I'll, play tell you Rocket Rocket I'll tell you next. Week. If, if I were if I were to play a game, Rocket League seems like the game. There's little like quick matches and mm-hmm. it's it's action packed and you're moving and boom and then you're done. Yeah, but I you totally suck at Rocket that. League. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I totally I don't well, play. Everybody, games. I mean, everybody that's, that's, sucks when they first start. What are you talking about? No, everybody everybody sucks no matter where they're at. Well, that's that's, true. that's the great thing about Rocket League is that you suck all the time. There's no good players. There's the best players. Anyways, not my point. Thank you for listening. Oh, are we done? What? what? There was no point. There was no point. Okay, great. We're wrapping up. I wrapping yes. up? I apologize. I think we're episode. Wrapping up. Go ahead. Finish it. Finish it. Two seventy. I don't even. I have no idea. <laughs> two seventy four. Tom, thank you for listening to episode two seventy four. I'm Eric. <laughs> he's it. No, he's Eric. I know that one. He's Eric Van Johnson. Thank you for listening to episode 274. No, he's <laughs> Eric Van Johnson. Us. You're an impression. The other You're guy is John Congdon. I'm Tom Rideout. Keep it ugly. One, two, one, two. Uh, coming off the top. Y'all know how we do. Listen, I'm going to drop a freestyle you can cherish. I'm going to send a shout out to the host named Eric. Yo, he's never on some average shit. You know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate. I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song. Yo, shout the host name Thomas because he's never wrong. Yo, shout to John. You know that he's smart and quiet. Unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot. I'm about to do it like this because the people love me. Shouts out to PHP, the ugly It's called ugly cause it's not professional But I'm about to come through and bless it with style So let's do it when I'm spitting, I perfume the room Yo, the segment of the show is called Doom and Gloom That came from Thomas, yeah, can nobody go beyond this I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise Yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish We talking about the PHP, the programming language About to break it down, no exaggeration What do y'all do for a living web application? Okay, I can dig it, my words spray tight Uh, they getting together on the Thursday nights Yeah, when it comes to rhyming, you can call me the new dude I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube So let's get it, you know my lyrics are major All up in the comments, they got plenty of haters But they doing what they doing, keep it ugly We ending every show with the saying it's lovely Let's go Yeah, come on, hey